my friends, and welcome to Worship for Carmen United Church on February 21st of 2021. I'm so glad you've joined us for worship this day on this first Sunday of Lent. Let's just now prepare our hearts for worship this day. Let us pray. Lord, you are the creator of all things. You are the leader, the guider of our hearts. And so, Lord, we come to you today, seeking your wisdom, seeking your guidance, seeking your presence through and in our worship. Lord, be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Our scripture reading today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verses 35 to 40. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, our Father in heaven, be with us now as we come to meditate on your word. May you be in us and through us. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable to your sight. You who are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. So we've now taken a turn to a new season in the church calendar. On Wednesday, there was the celebration of Ash Wednesday, where traditionally we take on the mark of the ashes to remember 
We are created from dust, and to dust we shall return. This is an important day in our Christian walk because it prepares us for the humbling walk that we take with Jesus as he turns toward the cross. The cross that will take not only his own life, but also our own, as we acknowledge he died for us and our sin, so that we may live with him for all of eternity. Ash Wednesday begins this journey of what we call Lent, a journey that will take us right up until Good Friday, which is April 2nd this year. Lent is a giving up of things for many people. It's, it's the season of giving up. I don't know, maybe it's a guilt trip we plan ourselves for all of our failed New Year's resolutions or, or what, I don't know. But we often take this moment, this, this time, to fast from some aspect of our lives. Whether it's giving up food or coffee or television or whatever. All of this is fine. Giving up something we deem that is unhealthy is not a bad thing. But in the journey of Lent, this time of fasting is supposed to be a time to bring and bring ourselves closer to God. Which means the giving up of something needs to be replaced. And in this case, it should be replaced by a deepening relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. The one we are walking with through these 40 days. To his cross where he is sacrificed on our behalf. So Lent is intended to be a time of fasting, prayer, and reflection on the life of Jesus as he prepares to give his own life for ours. With that in mind, I thought we would take this season of preparation to look at some of the key statements Jesus makes about himself in the Gospel of John, and in particular, his use of the term I am. It's a term he uses seven times in the Gospel. Today, in chapter 6 of the Gospel of John, we see the first time Jesus uses the term, where in verse 35 he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The first thing we need to seek to understand is what prompted Jesus to make this statement. I am the bread of life. This is not a term that casually comes up in conversation. So we need to recap what has been happening that prompted Jesus to make this statement. At the start of John chapter 6, Jesus is on the side of a mountain when a large crowd comes to see him. Jesus recognizes that these people, they'll need to be fed. So he asks Philip, where are we going to buy bread so that these people can eat? Philip replies that it's going to take a lot of money to buy enough bread to feed all these people. And then Andrew says, there's a young boy, he's got five small loaves of barley and, and a couple of fish. But yeah, that's not enough to feed 5,000 people either. So Jesus tells the crowd, sit down. And he takes the bread, and he takes the fish, and he gives thanks for it, and he passes it around. And everyone takes what they need, and then they share. In the end, after all 5,000 people have eaten, they fill 12 baskets with what's left over. 
5,000 hungry people following Jesus, just hoping to see some of the amazing things he does, like, like heal the sick. They are well fed and there's a huge abundance of leftovers. Jesus has fed them. He has met their physical need for nourishment. And then he leaves once again, heading off to be by himself for a while, which we can assume means he's gone off to pray. The disciples, they grow tired of waiting for him to come back. So they jump into their boat. They leave him behind and make their way across the sea back to Capernaum. And as they're going, it is a rough night on the waters. It is windy. The waves are crashing around them. They're pulling hard on the oars. They're not getting anywhere. And then Jesus comes walking across the water and jumps in the boat with them. And when he steps foot in the boat, they are immediately transported to the wharf in Capernaum, their destination. The next morning, the people are still hanging around the mountainside and they're looking for Jesus. They know there was only one boat. And when the disciples left, they know Jesus was not on it. So where has he gone? So they begin searching and searching and searching. They decide that after a while, we're going to jump in our own boats. We're going to go to Capernaum because surely Jesus will meet up with his disciples there. And sure enough, when they get there, they find Jesus along with the disciples. Jesus sees them coming and he begins to teach them. He says, you have sought me out, not because you saw me do signs, but because you ate your fill of bread. Don't just rely on food that perishes, but food that endures to eternal life given to you by God. So the people ask, well, what do we need to do? Jesus tells them, believe in the one whom God has sent. And they ask again, what do you have then? Show us. God gave our ancestors bread in the wilderness. What will you do? Now this is an incredible question when you think about it. They are essentially asking Jesus to prove it by doing another miracle. Remember, they came to seek out Jesus because they went looking for him high and low because he had just fed them the day before. 5,000 people on the side of a hill with five small loaves and two fish. So them coming to him today and saying, give us a sign, it's practically silly. But how does Jesus respond? Jesus says, God gave your ancestors the bread, not Moses, but my Father is going to give you true bread from heaven. To which they say, give us this bread always. Let's remember the bread that the people received in the wilderness with Moses. God fed them when there was no food to be found. There were hundreds of thousands of people wandering in the wilderness after they fled from slavery in Egypt. And they were led by Moses. They were hungry. There was little to eat. They were constantly on the move. move. Sourcing food in these circumstances is incredibly difficult. So God told them that every morning there would be food for them to eat. And sure enough, when they got up in the mornings, there was manna on the ground. And they would gather up what they needed for the day. And they were told to just gather what they need for the day. If they try to take too much, it will spoil. So God gave them, as we pray every week, their daily bread. God met their physical needs on a daily basis. It was 
is, so it seems like the people who are asking Jesus to give them a daily miracle, like feeding them every day, they're asking for it in order to believe. Which brings us to our key statement for today. How does Jesus respond when they tell him or ask him, give us this bread always? Well, he says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The use of the words, I am, is significant. With Jesus saying, I am the bread of life, this should send a signal to those who hear these words. I am is a powerful statement for anyone to make. A few years ago, there was this popular quote that was circulating around. It said, I am. The two most powerful words for what you put after them shapes your reality. Which is very true when you think about it. But more than that, when Jesus uses these words, I am, he is saying something very particular about himself by just saying those two words without even looking at what comes after them. Jesus saying, I am, are the same words God used when he answered Moses from the burning bush, when Moses asked, who should I say sent me? After he was told to go free his people from slavery in Egypt. God replied to Moses, I am who I am. Jesus is using these same words for I am in his reply to those who ask him to give them the bread always. By using these words, Jesus is telling the people, he is telling us even, he is God. I am the bread of life, he says. And we t when we take this into the context of the overall conversation he is having with the people about God giving their ancestors enough bread for the day, Jesus is saying, he is enough. God saved the people by feeding them on a daily basis with bread from heaven. And the conversation Jesus is having with the people began with the question, what do we need to do to be doing the works of God? So remember what Jesus told them. Believe. Believe in the one God sent. Receive the bread of life, not the bread which perishes. Believe in him and receive what he has to offer. In other words, being saved by Jesus is just not, it's not just about what we do. There is a source from which we do these things, and this source is faith. It is the recognition that Jesus is enough. By believing in him, he will, we will never hunger, we will never thirst. And he's of course not talking about our hunger pains, but rather our spiritual needs, the food for our souls. Jesus is ultimately not about our physical needs. He fills the, 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 the need of our souls. The part of us which receives eternal life when we shed this earthly body behind and enter into God's kingdom. Being saved is not about checking off our good deeds for the day, but believing in the one whom God sent. In John chapter 6, Jesus feeds 5,000 people freely. He meets their physical needs. 
which then turns into a conversation about what else is it they need, what they truly need. They need their souls to be fed as well. They need their souls to be fed so that they can receive all Jesus has for them, all Jesus has for us. Yes, we can ask God to provide for our daily physical needs, but when we pray, give us this day our daily bread, we are asking for so much more. We are asking for God to provide for, provide us with all Jesus has to offer, both physically and especially spiritually. This is what prayer is for. It is to receive the spiritual bread from God to strengthen us for the battles and challenges we face on a daily basis. I'm going to invite you to take a moment this week and make a note of the spiritual needs, the spiritual challenges you face every day. And I promise you there will be more than you expect if you look carefully. And then at the end of every day, take a moment and review that list. Maybe even write it down. And if you need to, carry a notebook with you all day so you can jot down these spiritual challenges you face. And when you review that list at the end of the day, pray about it. Praise God for those moments he helped you through. And pray for wisdom and guidance for those times where you struggled or fell short. This is the season of Lent. This is a time for reflection on the life of Jesus and the love, grace, and mercy God extends to us every single day. So let's work to make a time to praise and recognize God for those little moments we so often don't even recognize, where he reveals to us his love, his grace, and his mercy. And remember, it begins with realizing we have enough. Jesus is enough. Believing in him is enough. God will take over from there. Amen. Would you join me for a time of prayer? Let us pray. God, we thank you for the gift of life in our lives. We thank you for the presence of Jesus always with us. We thank you that through him you provide for us our daily bread. That you fill the needs of our souls when we turn and believe. Something just so simple as believe. And then we have enough. So Lord, just give us that inkling, that, that longing to just believe. And realizing that is indeed enough. And that you will come in with your Holy Spirit and guide us through the rest of whatever it is you have for us. Have for us to do as we step out into the world as your children, to extend a hand to those who are in need, to feed the physically hungry, and to offer a bit of spiritual food to those who need it as well. Lord, we see that through the disciples, after the day of Pentecost, they were extremely gifted in these areas, that they met the physical and spiritual needs of those who are around them by the power of your Holy Spirit. 
So Lord, may we be open to what the Spirit has for us this day as we seek to serve in your most holy name, to respond to the prompting in our lives of what we do in our faith as your children. And Lord, we look around us and we think of those who are in need of prayer today. We think of those who are alone. For nearly a year now, people have been alone. We think of those who are mourning, who maybe haven't had a proper send-off for those they love. We pray for those who are hungry, for those who are cold, for those who are in need of shelter. Lord, we pray for those who are sick, those who are waiting for tests or waiting for results. Lord, the need is great in this world. And we know that you have a plan. So we pray your blessing upon those we think of as we pray. May you come into their lives and give them comfort and peace. Uh, fill their needs. Bless them, O oh God, we pray. We pray also for this world. We pray for our new premier who will be taking office this, uh, this coming week. We pray for his cabinet that is coming together. May you speak into their hearts as well as to how they can serve the, the weak and the vulnerable of our society so that we all may know uh, people care and that they are worthy. Lord, we lift all these prayers to you. We lift them in the name of Jesus Christ. He is the one who comes to show us the way to bring healing and love into our lives and those of the, li the lives of those who are around us. And so we lift all these prayers to you and we pray the prayer that he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.
Thank you for listening to Be Still and Know, a ministry of Carmen United Church in Sydney Mines. To learn more about our ministry, please visit our website, www.carmenunited.ca. May God bless you this day.